So I feel like the biggest thing that a lot of people, even in the health and wellness space, is things are not approachable. So when we are attacking things so much with the, all these logistics, we tend to forget that we have to keep it simple. And the more we kind of go back to the foundations, we go back to the unsexy stuff, right? The stuff yeah. that we don't want to concentrate on. Mm-hmm. But when we skip that, we're always struggling with concerns, especially when it comes to skin, because it's such an inside out job overall. Welcome to Milk and Meat, a podcast about the Bible, food, and motherhood. I'm your host, Nina Marie, and I'm very excited for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you're able to gain added skills and tools that you need in order to take control of your health, the health of your family, to eat delicious food that nourishes you, and that you may be conformed to the image of Christ. Let's dig in. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode of Milk and Meat. My guest is a good friend and colleague, Jen Merrick from Jen Merrick Wellness. She is a FNTP um, and also a restorative wellness practitioner. But before getting into nutrition, Jen uh, worked as a paramedical esthetician for 15 years. She uh, left that uh, the skin health space back in 2020. She was working for a dermatology office the last like seven years in Chicago specifically, but she's now the owner of Jen Merrick Wellness LLC. You can find her on Instagram at Jen Merrick Wellness. She has a passion for nutrition and that passion came on strong after she did a complete overhaul of her own personal health a little over five years ago. That paired with working of hundreds That paired with working with hundreds of women fighting to improve their skin with things like acne, melasma, and eczema brought on the passion that she has right now for life. The majority of her clients that were in office were burnt out moms, hello, that's who I'm talking to, who struggled with with digestive dysfunction, thyroid concerns, hormonal imbalances, and a bunch of nutritional deficiencies. So she and I we, we see eye to eye. We see the same clientele. And then the more that she dug into her own studies, whether it's professionally or uh, personally, the deeper she started to uncover the clear root cause connection that was being missed when it came to skin health. And that's how Jen Merrick Wellness came to life. I'm super excited to have her on the podcast I know that you all will love what she has to say. Um, Please, please, please go give her a follow. If you have specific uh, skin health conditions that you want to um, correct, Jen is your person because she's not just going to look at, okay, we're going to throw these things at your face or at your skin because you have these symptoms. We're looking, she's looking at all of life. She's looking at what your home life is like. What are you eating? What are your, what is your digestion like? What are your bowel movements like? We talk about poop in here. Uh, So with all that said, let's start the show. That is such a great segue. Um, Everyone, this is Jen Merrick, FNTP. She's also a restorative wellness practitioner, level three, and she's an esthetician for how many years? 15? Yeah, 15. Yep. 15 years. She was featured in a magazine. I remember that. I was. Uh, I still don't know who nominated me. 
Oh, like from your job? Yeah. And actually the way I found out I was pregnant with Oliver. So it was 2019. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they were, everyone was talking about it. They were like, Hey, Jen, you were in best of Chicago. And I am, I'm not good. I, I'm not like, I'm really, it, it's, it's, I'm like, uh, okay. And I felt so, it was like, people were talking about it in the lunchroom. The doctors were talking about it. And I'm like, well, who nominated me? And so I don't know, I don't know how that works with it, but um, it was nice. And that was kind of the end of my being in clinic Mm -hmm. at that point. So it was a really nice peak, you know, which was, which was nice. It was humbling. So tell me a little bit about your experience working in clinic as an esthetician and how that, how did you get into nutrition? Yeah. So, oh gosh. Okay. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. So go for it. I went to school back in, I was in college, wasn't feeling it, um, knew that I wasn't, I wasn't on the path that I wanted to be. So I remember I enrolled at a school called Florida College of Natural Health right outside of Orlando in the Maitland area. And I remember signing up for kind of like the basic aesthetic program. And my mom was like, why don't you do the whole thing? And I have still not found a program that was so in-depth like the one that I did. And so they had a program called Paramedical Aesthetics, and it was basically a two-year program. And so it was a combination of classroom and in-person clinic. And so it was, it it still to this day was, we were so hands-on right out of the bat. Um, Our teacher was phenomenal. She was walking through us. We had case studies the whole time. And it it was great. It was really hands-on kind of like our experience with, you know, the NTA super hands-on learned a lot. Um, just really, really, really in depth. And so I knew I always wanted to be more in the medical part of things versus just a spa, which is fine. I worked for about five months in a spa and I hated it. I mean, it was a lot of waxing I was very, as a practitioner, I wanted to be very results driven. And so when I graduated in 2006, I remember, and I started at a med spa, I remember the interview and I remember my first patient in the office was a 14 year old kid with the worst acne that I have still seen to date. And I remember going into the room and thinking, here we go. Like I'm getting, like giddy up, this is happening. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, 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 okay, let's do it. And from there, that was in Florida. I worked in that office for a few years. And then when I moved to Chicago, I worked in more of a spa type atmosphere on the Gold Coast for about six months. Again, wasn't for me, wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. And um, I worked at Northwestern for a little bit. And then the last kind of seven years, I worked at um, a dermatology office in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that last seven years was when I learned the most that I've ever learned. Um, Very intense. I was seeing on average about 140 patients a month. Whoa. And it was, yeah, it was intense. And I was, I was like semi-part-time. And so, can I pause you really quick? Like, I think about my time in clinic 
I used to work at a health clinic in Chicago yeah. and I'm like, yeah. we saw so many patients a day. And yeah. right now as a practitioner, I'm like, if I see more than four, I, I am white. I don't know how anyone can do like 15 yeah. minute sessions with people like, Ooh. no. And the, the amazing thing with this office was they tested us, man. Like it was, they were, you know, the patients that we had were seeing the doctors for other things and they were reading our notes. Like it was in depth. Mm. And so I learned, I was very challenged by some of the main doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, and the nice thing was they were always willing to teach us. And so Mm -hmm. it was just, it was a great experience overall. And the amazing thing was most of my patients, 90 to 95% were people who were coming once a month or four times a year, it was rarely a one-time facial and I won't see you ever again situation. Mm -hmm. So I had these relationships with people. And at that point when I was in the office um, and I was pregnant with Henry, so he was born in 2016. After him, that's when my kind of hit rock bottom with my health. Okay. So while I hit rock bottom with my health, I kind of just wiped out everything, started fresh, going down more of the functional medicine, holistic approach. And while I was in clinic learning all of that, it was like, I was teaching my patients what I was learning. And then when I went to the NTA, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so eye-opening. And so I started to really put the pieces together that the majority of my patients in practice were struggling with digestive issues, thyroid dysfunction, um, mineral deficiencies and hormone imbalances. And so as I started to heal and I started to learn more with the NTA, my patients in the office started to heal from a completely different level. So we started to have more conversations of full thyroid panels. Have you ever had more than TSH rant? No, we, you know, a lot of people in office didn't only struggle with skin concerns. They were having hair loss. They were having, you know, nail issues. And so we, they started to learn as I started to learn, which was really amazing. And then, um, I had Oliver in 2020, January and the whole, and the whole (laughs) whole world kind of flipped upside down. And I was supposed to go back to, thank you, Oliver. I know, (laughs) I know. So end of March, I was supposed to go back to maternity leave, office closed down because of COVID. And uh, then it became a conversation and they agreed. They were like, you need to focus on your family. The boys were home. And so I went from doing that and doing Genmeric Wellness very part-time to doing Genmeric Wellness full-blown, full-time, building this business and going back to school. Um, and so from there, that's when, you know, we did this together, restorative yeah. wellness, um, and really diving deeper into food sensitivities, digestion, you know, stress, sex hormones, blood chemistry, all the fun things. And so here we are now. So with your training from restorative wellness, uh, yeah, there's a big focus in level one on gut health. Yep. Have you seen any specific patterns that reoccur with clients that you saw for skin health in particular? So, yes. So depending on, first of all, eczema, obviously some the biggest things that I would see now when I was in the Durham office, I was not working with children, but I had a lot of teens and I had a lot of moms, majority, 
that were talking to me and maybe their kids were seeing the doctors in office. So when it comes to a lot of the skin concerns, um, some of the big things on the GI map, I've seen a lot of H. pylori being kind of really seeing that with a good amount of rosacea patients. Um, Also staph and strep on the GI map is huge with eczema and acne um, and even some different forms of different types, you know, psoriasis. Um, So I wouldn't say that there's any one thing in particular that I've seen, but we know even candida, when I had a lot of yeast overgrowth, it was shining on my face. And I would have, you know, these eruptions, almost hive-like that I was struggling with. And then once I got my yeast overgrowth under control, that cleared up pretty quickly. So to backtrack a little bit, could you explain what H. pylori is? Yeah. So H. pylori, you're testing me, aren't you? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So H. pylori, as you know, is something that we all have in our gut. Mm -hmm. The problem is when this corkscrew bacteria becomes overgrown. And so with the GI map, it picks up, you know, whether it's brewing, it has to hit a certain amount um, to be brewing or be high. And a lot of it is driven from low stomach acid, which 90% of Americans don't have enough stomach acid and also linked to stress. And so in 2020, 2021, I feel like H. pylori was just blazing on everyone's GI maps. And it was like, I remember there were certain like supplements that we couldn't find or couldn't get. And it was like, what is happening? Why does everyone have H. pylori? And so I think that that's one. I don't see it with all rosacea clients, but there's definitely some that have, who have rosacea who also have H. pylori. Um, But yeah, I mean, parasites, you know, we can see that in our skin and it's such an inside job. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Um, and then the other testing, you know, is like now that I've been more into HTMAs, minerals are playing a huge role in skin, which is really great to see. I mean, how, and how understand so? that, you know, how, how are minerals playing a role? So in general, the f- certain minerals that I see that play a role, well, we know zinc is really important for hair, skin, nails, yep. um, copper and iron have to work together. And so when we see this, you know, almost, it's hard to see it from an HTMA. You have to really do blood work too, to really look at iron. But when we start to see iron stuck in the, in the tissues and not being properly used as it should be. And we see that a lot when we're using overusing cast iron skillets, when we're using a lot of fortified foods mm-hmm. in our prenatals that have iron, um, getting it more from that synthetic form versus a piece of red meat, right? Like that's not something to fear. Right. And so we have to have iron and copper have to work together. So we need to make sure that we have enough copper that's being utilized. So that's definitely one thing that I see on the HTMA and it's really been low for me with a lot of my clients. You know, I've also seen it really low. Yeah. I'm echoing that pattern. (laughs) And so sometimes when I see clients who have a lot of melasma, sometimes they have some dysregulation and iron in their blood and on their HTMA, they have really low copper. And so we have to make sure that we're using our copper properly 
so that it's bioavailable. And so when we, what we need for that is vitamin C, copper rich foods, um, and retin-A. So basically retinol in that, you know, in the vitamin A form. So when you say that you want to look at iron in blood chem over HTMA, what are you specifically looking for? I know you mentioned retinol, but I'll let you yeah. go. So I think, and I mean, I, you can tell me how you agree with this too. When we see iron, it's only on that one part from the HTMA, right? Yeah. So if it's really high, it's like, okay, what's driving this? Like, what yes. is this actually looking like? So I know when we are running iron, we're not just running a ferritin or we're, we're running the whole picture, right? Like it's total iron and it's ferritin and it's, you know, TIBC yeah. um, and it's really, and lately I've started to run certain things like copper and zinc and um, retinol. You're adding that in your blood chems? In vitamin A, yeah. So I've been adding that more lately to really see what the full picture is, especially if someone's coming to me and they have melasma or they're struggling with a ton of hormone issues. Uh, so it really just depends on what someone is coming to me with. But a lot of times we just start with the HTMA and we just go from there as kind of that baseline to really get things started. But I think the biggest thing too is, I mean, minerals are spark plugs, right? They're the spark plugs of life. So we can see on that HTMA, it's such a simple test, but, and you, I know you love it too. Yeah. It's it quickly tells, become a favorite. It's like, it's ridiculous because it tells us so much that it's like, it helps us really kind of, I don't know, formulate what we need to for each client in particular. Yes. I feel like we're able to give even more bio individual yes. type of advice, right? Instead of just, okay, yeah, you definitely need liver, but it's like, oh, you need this. You need liver support. You know, your cobalt, you need copper. Yeah, your cobalt is low. And we know that all of these symptoms mm -hmm. are telling us all of that. So when it comes from kind of that, skin standpoint, it's like, these are the spark plugs. These are just, I feel like this is such, it comes down to such a root to everything. So if we're super low in copper and it's antifungal and it's antibacterial, okay, maybe there are parasites. Maybe there are those belly bugs that we cannot get rid of. Yeah. Maybe someone has chronic yeast and they've done all the diets. They've cut all the carbs. They're mm -hmm. doing no sugar. They're doing all the eradication. And it's like, hold on a second, we're missing something here. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like HTMA was kind of that missing part in my practice that was so simple. Yeah. But, and I know it's you and food. I, kind of, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So really, I think that that's, you know, between that test, the GI map, and then I do love, you know, hormone testing. I think that it's great, the Dutch test and saliva testing. And we do see when it comes to the Dutch test, when we have someone who's favoring more of the androgen side of things, yeah. they tend to have acne and that can be a missing piece too. Can you explain but, what you mean by androgen side of things? Yeah. So maybe someone is, um, so when we're looking at the Dutch, usually when I'm looking at the Dutch, I'm also doing their stress hormones and their sex hormones since it's such a, a piece together. Yeah. So usually when we are looking at hormones, we think hormones. And so a lot of people assume that hormones are 
basically like that's a root cause. My, I have, you know, I'm not, my hormones aren't balanced and that's why I have acne, but we have so much more work to do before we even go to the hormones, right? It starts, okay, what are you eating? How are you sleeping? What's your stress levels? We know stress depletes minerals. So now we have these depleted minerals and it's just a kind of this ongoing thing. So now we have the hormones. So when we're looking at the Dutch test, we're looking at some, you know, progesterone metabolites, we're looking at estrogens, we're looking at testosterone, DHEA, um, at cortisol and all of these fun things. And so sometimes when we see someone with higher testosterone, maybe um, they can tend to have these higher type of androgens that can cause more acne in the skin. So this is why birth control yes, can, work, can work for a lot of people because we know that birth control suppresses everything. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of shuts the light off, right? It's yeah. like, my period's awful. I have awful acne. And usually one, and I've seen it, I've seen it being in derm is, well, we'll put you on birth control and then acne gets better because the lights go out and everything is suppressed. And then when the time- Where does it go if it's suppressed? I mean, it's, it's, it's basically like, it's, you know- and Like shutting down function? Yeah, it's not. So like when we have our period, when we're on the pill, we're not actually having, our body's not naturally regulating our period. We're having something called pill bleed. Mm-hmm. So kind of similar in it suppresses things. And then once you're done, sometimes there's this thing called testosterone rebound and it's like guns firing, here I go. And it's really the same thing when it comes to anything. I mean, when we go on the pill for certain things to, it's not regulating our hormones, right? It's just kind of putting a bandaid on them. And sometimes we're lucky and we get off the pill and our acne is not there and we just went through that phase of life. And then sometimes the acne is really good for a couple of months. And then it's there. I've had that happen um, with certain, you know, clients. And so I think that that was the hardest thing when I was in the derm office was I saw so many people on different types of medications, Mm -hmm. whether it was Accutane or spironolactone or birth control, a lot of topical creams. um, And while, you know, sometimes I know that that's just what we want to do, right? Like we are so stressed out about our acne and we'll do anything. Your face. It, it's your face. And it, I have seen, you know, I worked with so many teens too, where it is a confident, it's a confidence thing. And so, yeah, it's like, I'm willing to do this to help it, but we're not having that conversation of let's do this, but also let's work on your foundations and Let's work on everything internally so that this isn't something that's just going to be a quick fix for you. So for skin health, would you say there's a hierarchy of priorities? Like we should start here and then go here because if, if hormones is the seventh domino and the domino yeah. effect, what comes before it? So it's funny because if you were to ask me this years ago, I feel like my response would be so different, you know? Yeah. So First off, I would say it starts with what you're putting in your body. So always going to start there. What does your diet look like? Um, Are you having a, you know, standard American diet? Are you eating more processed food? And 
I'm not, I hate to be in the headspace of like, it has to be this way or this way, right? Like we all know if we fuel our body in a certain way, it's going to show in our skin. And it's the same time if you think about a time that you've been sick and you look in the mirror and you're like, my skin looks awful. It's dehydrated. I'm breaking out. I have dark circles under my eyes. It shows on the outside. So what's going on on the inside is always going to show on the outside. So great biggest analogy. thing, I mean, right. It's like always biggest thing is hydration and hydrating on more of a cellular level. So making sure that you are getting in those mineral rich foods for sure. Um, you know, potassium and sodium and getting in enough calcium and, you know, bone broth and magnesium and just all of those mineral rich nutrients that we need. And obviously certain things like if we can filtered water as much as possible. I mean, even that can make a huge impact in that. So really diet and minerals is going to be huge and getting in those mineral rich foods, eating and not being afraid of animal protein is a big one. So kind of animal protein, I don't think people realize how how much it shows on your skin when you are having those, you know, when you're eating those saturated fats from quality, you know, whether it's egg yolks or liver or grass-fed beef, if you can swing it. I mean, all of these different things are giving us not only the protein, but we're also getting those fat-soluble vitamins in there, which is crucial for the skin. Can you have too much of any of those things? I mean, I always say variety. So I, I think that people, when we hear one thing is good for us, we tend to overdo it. I think of it like salmon, right? Like we all heard salmon was so good for us and it's the good fats. It's the good fats. And like, now we we got to pay $21. (laughs) We were like eating friggin' salmon like five days a week. And it's like, okay, we don't need to go that route. For my clients in particular, usually what I'll say is most of us eat a lot of chicken. So I'm like, that's okay. Don't, you can have chicken, you can have turkey, you can have lamb, you can have bison, you can have beef. And then don't forget a lot of the certain seafoods. Like if a fatty fish, like a salmon or a sardine once a week, oysters, mussels, clams, cod, shrimp, scallops, All of that is going to have those nutrients that are going to really support our thyroid, which is going to show up in our skin. So that's kind of the basic there. Um, Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. And then really paying attention to your gut health. And I don't think that it's one thing. I don't think it's like everyone has to do probiotics. Everyone has to do fermentation. I was going to say, so does that mean probiotics? Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what we want to go to, right? So it's like, I'm because that's just how we are as humans. It's like, oh, it means yeah. I should have sauerkraut at every meal. Is that going to do it? <laughs> exactly. And then you know what? Maybe you're someone who has eczema and you have histamine issues mm-hmm. and sauerkraut or certain probiotics are going to flare you up. Yeah. And so that goes back to minerals. A lot of times when we have histamine issues, we have to look at copper. We have to make sure that we are getting that, you know, we're getting enough retinol, we're getting enough vitamin A. You can get that from, you know, beef liver and all of those different things. Um, So yeah, I don't think there's one thing in particular that I would say is a gold standard for gut health. Bone broth would probably be in my top there. 
Um, because I also think, but then you have people, some people have histamine issues and they don't do well with bone broth, but bone broth in particular, it's, it's great for the gut. And you're also getting a lot of those minerals. You can add things to it to also add that you're getting the glycine in there, which is huge for skin. Um, and also just more of your, you know, especially anti-aging. I mean, we all want to age gracefully, right? Yes. As much as possible. Resounding yes. But when I was in the derm office, it's funny because some people will say, what product should I do? And I've always been pretty, I've always been kind of simple. Even when I was in the depth of it, I was like, oh, give me a good cleanser. Give me some vitamin C. Simple, simple, simple. I'm just very... I never was the kind of person who was doing a 10 step regimen. And a lot of people who I work with, whether they were teens, I couldn't even get them to wash their face. Or moms that are like, Jen, give me three. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, getting them to even wash their face was like, yeah, was tough. So (laughs) I think it just really goes back to kind of same thing. It's that individual approach of, what's going on. And so when someone starts to work with me and they don't, sometimes they don't even know that I'm an esthetician and they have acne or they have eczema or they're struggling with some pigmentation type issues. What they'll say to me is, okay. And it's like, oh, let's, I think they might expect, but they never get this is like, here are products that you should be using for your face. Instead, I'm like, let's talk about it all. What are your symptoms? And let's do an HTMA. And maybe we're doing a GI map or whatever we're doing. It has nothing to do. I'm not targeting just the acne alone. I'm going back to figure out what the root cause is so that we can heal that more naturally. But the problem that some people face is skin stuff takes time. It really, really, really takes time. And so depending on the severity of it all, sometimes it's one of the last things to change. And sometimes it's the first thing. So everyone is a little bit different. And I think that that's where we have to have more of that bio-individual type approach to try to get them those results as fast as we can, but also making sure we're not skipping any steps. That. To build on that. So would you say there are specific practices that people should be doing as like a base minimum or are there specific practices everyone should stop doing? (laughs) Probably. Um, So I would say if you can invest in some type of filtered water, that's big. Um, Even when you're not expecting that. Yeah. Well, that's just something like very simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, gua sha is something that I love. If you're not, if you are someone who struggles with a lot of acne, you want to be careful with the gua sha, but gua sha can be really great because it helps with that lymph. Some other things that you need to pay attention to, you have to make sure that you are pooping every day. And that is huge with skin because we know we have to make sure those drainage pathways are open. So if you're not having daily bowel movements, if you're struggling with constipation, or maybe you're having more constant diarrhea, that's step one when you're working with me of us figuring out what's going on there, because that's going to reflect in your skin for sure. So is it what you're, is what you're saying that if we don't have regular bowel movements, 
toxins inside are going to come out some way or another. Exactly. So if we're not having our, if we know we, when we sweat, when we urinate, when we're having our daily bowel movements, we're naturally detoxifying, right? So we detox is such a trendy word of people think that they need to do these juice cleanses or these intense detoxes, and that's going to make them better. Well, it doesn't do that, right? A lot of times we do it without the help of anyone else. We're not doing it right. We're kind of just going to extremes. And I always say like extremes completely wreck your health in I every I love way. a good carrot juice. I like carrot <laughs> juice too, but that's different. <laughs> so if we're not having daily bowel movements, those toxins are building up in the body and you're going to see that in your skin. So making sure that you're having one to three bowel movements a day is crucial when it comes to skin health and anything in general, right? Does it matter what it looks like? It does matter. Nitty gritty here. So we don't, I say there's two things we don't want, right? We don't want rabbit turds Mm -hmm. and we don't want soupy poopies. (laughs) So we want it. I'm using that with my kids. That's wonderful. So we want it in between. So kind of like a, a ripe banana. Yes. We don't want there to be straining. We don't want there to be pushing. We don't want you to have to sit on the toilet forever. We want it to be kind of effortless, right? It's like how our period should be. It shouldn't be this huge event and it shouldn't be this huge event to have bowel movements. But the thing is like, no one's alone in that. I mean, you know, we hear it every single day, the struggle for people to go to the bathroom. I was more of a chronic constipation person and I didn't even realize it. Like, same. And I was like, I was miserable. Like, if I don't poop every day, I'm, you don't want to be around me. Like, it is a goal of mine. Even recently, I was in Florida and I was like, I have, I, now, and I, I ran to Publix and I picked up a bag of carrots. I was like, I need to eat carrots. <laughs> My best friend's like, oh, here we go. Um, and so making sure that you are having bowel movements every day. And so, you know, some of that is going to start with, obviously we'll talk from kind of where it starts, right? We need to be more in that parasympathetic state when we're eating. So we need to make sure that we are hydrating on a cellular level, that we are eating enough, eating enough of all three macronutrients. And so that's going to look different for everyone, but we need to make sure we're getting enough protein, we're getting enough fat and we're getting enough carbohydrates. And then we're able to have, our body is recognizing the food that it's putting in. And so I always say the more foods you can consume without a label, the better. Doesn't have to be perfect, right? Like it really doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be expensive. You know, it it just has to be as much real food as possible. And so If you're going most of your day, not having a lot of real food with a lot of labels, then it's time to just pick something and, and just try it out. And same with the kids, you know? Yeah. With my clients, I, it's always really, I would say like 95% of them don't have the capacity to completely overhaul their diet. Yeah. And so I'm always like, we're just going to pick one meal. Yep. And we're going to focus on one meal this next week, breakfast. Yeah. Let's, let's make it look like this. And then lunch and dinner, you just do whatever you want. Like you have been totally uh, because totally. one thing at a time is yeah. what is, what's the saying? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Like, 
<laughs> I don't know if I've heard that before. One bite at a time. And that's how we're going to make our dietary changes. Yeah. One bite and at usually, time. usually for my clients, it is breakfast mm-hmm. because a lot of times we're skipping breakfast. We're not eating. Yes. We're not eating breakfast and we're skipping it and we're just running on coffee. So yes. instantly that cortisol is being spiked first thing in the morning and it's going to reflect in your skin and it's going to reflect in everything throughout the day. So when we're working on our stress, when we're working on, you know, getting in that real food, staying hydrated, um, those are kind of the basics with anything. And then the fun stuff is kind of like, okay, now we're going to add more things in that are going to support the liver. That's going to support our lymph. Um, so certain things like dry brushing, I mean, you can get a super easy 10 bucks, dry bu- 10 bucks. And it really is only like three minutes to do. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if you can do that every day before you go in the shower, amazing, super affordable. Same thing with gua sha. Gua sha is a little bit more time consuming at night before you go to bed, but that's another tool that you can put in. If someone is ready for it, I don't tell them to jump into it, but castor oil packs can be super beneficial for some. Um, Supporting your liver. So making sure that you're really eating those fat soluble vitamins fat soluble, you know, animal proteins again, um, adding in things like dandelion root tea, beets are amazing. Um, all of that kind of stuff can be super beneficial to make sure that you're supporting your digestion, but you're also supporting your skin at the same time. And are there any things I kind of hinted at this, that you're like, people, please stop this. (laughs) Um, it's funny because I'm not in the aesthetic world like I used to be of like seeing what people do, but I would say biggest thing is picking your face. So a lot of people pick their face, which then ends in. So there's two types of like, we call it post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation and post-inflammatory erythema. So you have either these, some people will say it's scarring, right? It's really superficial scarring, but the more you pick your face, the more you are more likely to do that. The other thing that has changed my views over the last, you know, couple of years is I, we tend to, I think sunscreen and being smart with the sun is really important, but we have to kind of work on our internal sunscreen. So some things for that is working on your circadian rhythm. So winding down at night, you know, things get a little bit more dim. And then when you wake up in the morning, kind of not being afraid to get your face into that sunshine, especially first thing in the morning and be having that unfiltered sun for 20 to 30 minutes throughout the day when you can. Obviously that doesn't mean go out and lay out at 1230, one o'clock in Florida for two, three hours. Like you have to be smart about it. But a lot of times when you're burning in the sun or you're getting hives from the sun, I used to have that. I could not go outside without hives all over my arm from the sun. And when I started working on not fearing fat, kicking a lot of unsaturated fats to the curb. So the canola oils, the safflower oils, all these vegetable oils that are in, you know, and everything. They're in everything. We can't escape them completely. But in my house, I was like, we're done with these. Mm -hmm. Um, And just becoming more aware and more educated around it. 
and increasing the saturated fats that I was so afraid to increase for such a long time. And so that's kind of where you start to build that internal, you know, sunscreen. It's like you're eating enough. You have to have enough of those fats in the body. If we're consuming so many unsaturated fats, it becomes more, it oxidizes in the body. And then we get more free radicals. So what I hear you say is I should yeah. be eating all the bacon, all the oysters and all the oranges <laughs> for the sexiest skin. So, so you, you really should. I mean, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So I think that that is, you know, not being afraid. And I worked in terms. So it was like, we saw a lot of skin cancer. I wasn't in clinic with that, but you know, our doctor saved a lot of people and found these uh, different things. And so I always respect that. And I always think it's so important. And I really think that people have to be smart when it comes to sun exposure. Um, and the other thing is too, when we are using sunscreen, we don't want to do more of a chemical sunscreen. So you're, that's going to be more, you want something to be kind of more non-nano zinc. It would be one of the main ingredients in there. Um, but again, from a mineral standpoint, if you're slathering yourself with zinc oxide every single day, you're going to see it in your HTMA. So it's kind of that like less is more like we have to be smart about it, wearing a hat when we're outside, you know, going out unfiltered during the morning, you know, certain things like that. And I think that that's the, people will say like, sunscreen's good, sunscreen's bad. It's like, can't we be in the gray here? Can't we have middle ground? And that's where we have to just start using common sense when it comes to that. And I think that we, we want someone to just tell us what to do. It's so much easier to check. It is, right? It, yeah, I know. It's like, tell me what to do, Jen, and I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, like- It I depends. Can, it depends on what you're doing. Like, what's your history? But I do think that we're so afraid of the sun and we're all walking around, you know, with low vitamin D and all these other things. And it's like, well, the sun and nature can be so life-giving we don't want to run away from it. We need it. Like that is like one of the best things is just going outside first thing in the morning, barefoot, getting in the sun, not having sunglasses on and really kind of kicking off that start of the day. And it's, it, you'll see it in your skin also down the road too. I just have a couple more questions. But something that I thought of was, is there a specific case when you were working as an esthetician or even as an FNTP slash yeah. RWP that like sticks out or that you remember very clearly? I'm just curious. Um, it's so, I, I'm trying to think, I mean, that first one, yeah, yeah. my, my, I would say the first patient was because it was like, I remember he had some of the, still to this day, some of the worst acne that I've ever seen. Um, I have, I'm trying to think what else I saw so much acne and I mean, it was different in grades. So, you know, when it came to more cystic acne, the doctors would usually take care of that. And we wouldn't want to overstimulate certain things in the treatment room. So we saw a lot of clogged pores. So like open and closed comedones, pustules, papules, um, when it came to more of the severe cystic and nodule type stuff, that was stuff that they were doing in the other clinic. 
so for me, I mean, I wouldn't say there was any one that stood out, but I have done before and afters, especially being in clinic where people were just in tears, especially like before their wedding or, you know, really just have been struggling with acne their entire life and really just seeing that it's like their confidence just glows, right? Um, that's from more of like an acne standpoint. In clinic now, I mean, gosh, I feel like I just, all the wins are just like, fill me up. I don't yeah. know how you are with that, right? But it's like, I remember, you know, talking to someone during a discovery call um, while she was laying in bed because she was having, she couldn't really walk. She had really bad joint pain. And I remember just, you know, six to eight weeks later, her telling me she was at the gym. And I was like, that's so huge. You know, like taking that step towards your health and really just pulling the trigger and saying, I'm ready, it's time. And I mean, I, I don't think people realize like nutritional therapy is just so, it's so rewarding for us too on the other mm -hmm. end. And actually today I had a discovery call or not a discovery call an onboard of a new client last night. And I talked about her today in my stories, super depleted HDMA. As soon as I looked at it, I was like, this mama is tired. Mm -hmm. And she has been to so many doctors. She's been to cancer doctors. She's just been to everyone and no one has really been able to tell her anything. And she has just felt like she's chasing it, but she's exhausted and she has hives and she's depleted. And when I showed her HTMA and I explained it, she was like, I, I just wanna cry. I feel like this is the first time that you've given me validation for how I'm feeling. And today her husband messaged me and thanked me. And I was just like, no pressure. I mean, just so like, I was like, oh my God, I was just so sweet. He's like, I just feel like you've given us hope from that one appointment. And I'm like, well, there's no pressure here, but I think that that's the thing is so many people are so afraid to start because they feel like maybe I'm too sick. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I don't have time. Maybe I don't have enough money. It's all these different things that get in our way of stopping us. And I always say, just start. Like if it's one thing you start and it's not even working with one of us, it's like, just go outside more just buy more food without a label. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just start somewhere. And I feel like you'll reap the benefits in every way, shape or form. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I also am like, when I am finishing up with a client or they're giving me a review or they're just telling me, I've had so many, like a call, one call in or on the call that yeah. we're getting lab results where they're like, you have given me answers and I've been trying to get answers for years. And I'm like, totally. oh, I'm so sorry that you had to wait years. Like it's totally, so, it's I mean, so rewarding. We've all been there, right? Like oh, we've yeah. all been there in our own health. So when we hear it, it's so like, we know we've been there. I mean, and I even told her husband, I said, well, I appreciate you supporting her because I remember my husband being like, oh my gosh, we have to find answers. And like, he would do anything. And I'd come home with a million supplements and he's like, more supplements. <laughs> I think so. I think I'm feeling better. He's like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes. Uh, so final couple questions here. 
some fun ones. What okay. is your personal skincare routine? Oh my gosh, it's pretty basic. Simple. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually really simple. So I used to do a decent amount of beauty counter. Mm -hmm. um, but I have recently switched to more Cosma Beauty, mm -hmm. which she is more very low PUFA. So a lot of skincare lines do have higher PUFAs. Like there's polyunsaturated fatty acids. Yes, thank you. So there's more in those lines. And so she's created a line that I started with my gateway to her stuff was tallow. So she has like a tallow bomb. Yes. And so tallow is super, is really great, especially if you have kiddos who are going on steroid creams um, or things like that for their certain flare-ups. Sometimes tallow can be really like for eczema with kids. It can be. Yeah. So Tallow can be really great. And I wasn't struggling at the time with skin issues, but I wanted to kind of simplify. And I really wanted things with just limited ingredients as best as possible. So her tallow balm, I love. I love her squalene oil I use. Um, recently, she came out with, or maybe I'm just late to it, but hydrosol sprays. Mm -hmm. So they're similar to like a toner, but they're not acid-based. Um, and it is like a dream. I kind yeah. of joke. I was like, I was spritzing it on my friend this weekend. She's like, my skin feels firm. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> so it helps more from like hydration and also from that firmness. Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh, I'm so simple. And I use- um, Orange I use peels. I use a vitamin C. Yeah, I use a vitamin C antioxidant usually. Um, and then my makeup is really simple too. I'll either do like Ilia or I'll do um, a brand called Araza, like super, super simple. Primally Pure is another brand that I really like. So cleansing, hydrozol, some vitamin C, and then usually like tallow or squalene or something around there. Um, and then if I do use a sunscreen, it's, it's usually like a zinc based here and there. One quick question, because you started mentioning ingredients. What yeah. is your thought on, because I also like tallow. I have a yeah. nice like hand cream, but I have another one that is lard, but it has wax in it. What are your thoughts on putting wax in on your face? Some products? Okay. I, I don't yeah. put it on my face. I, I don't put anything on, on my face. I put it on you my don't. feet. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times you feel like it kind of keeps in the moisture with that, you know? Yeah. I think that there's, you know, when it comes to like parabens and the fragrances, those are the big things that I really stay away from as best mm -hmm. as possible. Um, even essential oils for some people who are struggling with acne and struggling with eczema, you have to be really careful with essential oils. Mm -hmm. And so when you're adding in certain brands, so like, for instance, I'll do a mask once a week, let's say, um, Laurel Skin has a really great, like brightening vitamin C mask, and it uses like camu camu and like all these real ingredients but some of their stuff does have a little bit more of like herbs or essential oils and so I always tell people ease into it do one at a time um Cosma does not do any essential oils in her stuff so that's really nice just because some people can tolerate it a little bit better um but yeah I wax it's not something you'll find it in a decent amount of products now that I think about it yeah, I really like this lard thing. Yeah. I use it on my feet and on my hands two times, three times a week. I'm the yeah. work, like I'm the person when it comes to skincare that has no routine. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> I I know. I mean, I used to, you know, it was like 
okay, I had this and then I had this and then I had this and I would do like an overnight peel here and there and all of that. And I loved it. And then my skin just started to freak out a little bit. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, sometimes simple is so much better. And I will say when I'm on par with my nutrition, when I'm getting in my organs, when I'm having my oysters, when I'm really kind of focusing on getting enough protein, my skin tends to look the best ever at that point versus any product that I'm putting on. Like I hear a noise and it's my husband in the bathroom and I didn't realize he walked into our bathroom here in the bedroom. I was like, like, what is, is ch- going I'm on? Like, is it a child? No, it's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay. But I was going to say back to real quick with routine, there are some teas too that I really like to have kind of, so green tea, hibiscus, um, nettle, ginger, and spearmint tea is really good for acne too. Do they support something digestively? So a lot of it, I mean, even like if you think of dandelion root tea, that's going to help support your liver. Mm -hmm. Spearmint can be really helpful for inflammation. Um, and then a lot of it is like nettle is really mineral rich. Um, and so, and same with like ginger, ginger is going to be great for your digestion. It's going to have some of those anti-inflammatory properties. Same with green tea. You're going to have kind of hibiscus with like, you know, the polyphenols and the antioxidants and all of that, which can be super great for your skin. So sometimes when I'm working with someone, it's not even about the products anymore, right? Cause I'm not in clinic. So sometimes they already have an esthetician that they're working with that I will, will kind of collaborate and we'll chat through stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, okay, let's talk through, let's add some organs in, let's add some oysters in, um, maybe in some cases, cod liver oil is beneficial. Um, and some of these teas that can be really affordable and they can have that kind of mixed into their regimen where it's, you know, more of an affordable option. They're not spending $80 on a cream. And they can kind of mix it up and support their body as a whole in general. Wonderful. This has been amazing. I could probably chat forever. Uh, (laughs) Before we wrap up here, I would love for everyone to know how they could find you, work with you, all of the wonderful things. So I am, I would say the best way to reach me is the most active I am is on Instagram. So Jen with two N's, J-E-N-N. Merrick, M-E-R-R-I-C-K, wellness on Instagram. Cool beans. And you're linked there for like discovery calls and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In my bio, there's a work with me. Little click. Perfect. Well, you guys, this has been Miss Jen Merrick herself before she gets (laughs) Instagram famous. Um, (laughs) You're ridiculous. (laughs) Thank you. I hope that uh, you all enjoyed this and have a good night. Thank you.